With us today is former governor of Maryland, Larry Hogan Jr. And uh, uh, welcome, Governor. Uh, tell us, uh, tell us about yourself. Well, good morning, John. Thanks very much for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, I just finished up eight successful years as the governor of Maryland. You may not realize it, but Maryland is the bluest state in America. So I, I pulled off the biggest surprise upset in the country in 2014, and then in 2018. I ran uh, 45 points ahead of Donald Trump. It's a state that he lost by 33. That's how tough of a state it is. But I, I became only the second Republican uh, to ever be reelected governor in the history, 246 year history of the state. So we, uh, you know, we cut taxes eight years in a row. We, we took a, an economy that was ranked 49th out of 50 states and took it to number six, the biggest economic turnaround in America. And I did that with a Democratic legislature that was 70% progressive Democrats in both houses. And we continue to get things done. And I left office uh, with the highest approval rating of any governor in the history of the state and the highest in the country, with uh, more than 70% of the folks in our state, regardless of their uh, party affiliation, uh, their race, or their gender, they all approved of the job that we did. And uh, so uh, you know now I'm uh, now I'm basically unemployed, John. I'm uh, coming on the show with you and just talking about uh, what we can do to get the country back on track. Well, all I can say that's a real wow. I mean, that kind of record in cutting tra uh, taxes eight years in a row uh, in a, and um, uh, yeah, tell us. Uh, I mean, there's there's rumors around that you may think of going for higher office, maybe even president. Uh, I mean, you're bored. You're unemployed. What else would you do? <laughs> yeah, I was kidding about the being unemployed. I got a lot of things going on. Yeah, I'm in the real estate development business, and I went back to my business. But I, you know, I've got you know a bunch of other side things going on. So I'm keeping busy and enjoying life. But uh, and I'm not and I'm not giving up on politics. But I made a uh, decision uh, that you know that it just what didn't. It wasn't in the cards. So I didn't want to. Uh, there are plenty of people out there that are running for president. All of them are friends of mine. Um, and I made the tough decision. Uh, it just wasn't the right time for me or my family to go through something like that. But I certainly think I have something to offer to the discussion. And, uh, you know, we had a we had tremendous success in a really tough place. And uh, it, it's unusual these days with all the divided divisiveness and kind of anger and frustration, toxic politics that you can find a way make everybody happy you know right now most people think and regardless of party affiliation they, they think the country's way off track we're heading in the wrong direction they're very fed up with politics um, you know I think we did show a path forward in Maryland that can be replicated in other places I felt that way when they asked me to run for mayor again uh, <laughs> yeah uh, that's, uh, that's probably exactly the same way I felt now uh, it, it's uh there's so many things happening in our country. We need some, you know, my five o'clock show every day, I yell and scream, we need some common sense Democrats. We need some common sense Republicans. Yeah. It seems like you're yeah. one of those common sense Republicans. Well, I've been focusing my, you know, I, I started out as a chairman of Youth for Reagan. I'm a you know, lifelong, what I would say, I would describe myself as a common sense conservative. But I also was... Uh, was really willing to work across the aisle to get things done. I had to do that in my state in order to accomplish anything. I'm the only Republican that got Democrats to cut taxes. And, you know, we took we 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 started out with a five billion dollar deficit. I turned it into a five billion dollar surplus. 
and we had to work together across the aisle to get that done. Um, we went from having all the businesses, jobs, and taxpayers fleeing the state to having more businesses open and more, you know, more people working. And uh, so we really turned the, the, the state around by, by doing what you're talking about. It was not the, the extremes of either party. Uh, you know, we tried to figure out a way uh, to uh, reach agreement and reach compromise. And so my whole life was in the private sector. I really started out in the in the real estate brokerage business, commercial real estate brokerage, and it was all about trying to find a way to get people to agree and get the yes and get a deal done. And I, I actually used those skills in politics as opposed to just attacking the other side. It was like, how can we get a win-win? And uh, it was it was very successful, and uh, people of our state were happy with that. But it's what's missing in America today. Uh, you know, the people uh, there, there's so much anger and divisiveness and we're just fighting and screaming and people would rather win an argument on Twitter rather than actually sit down with one another and come up with a common sense bipartisan solution. Agreed. Agreed 100 percent. I, I admire uh, uh, Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton for uh, coming yeah. up with common sense solutions. I remember I, uh, I admire Ronald Reagan and uh, Tip O'Neill for, for sitting down exactly. at the same table and coming up with solutions. You know, it used to be like that. Uh, you know, my dad used to be in Congress back then. And, uh, you know, well, you would passionately disagree and argue and debate things on the floor or in committee, but then you go have a beer together or you go out to dinner together. And, you know, our families knew the families of the Democratic congressmen. And, you know, it, it was, it, it's, it's changed to the point where now it's just because someone might disagree with you. You, you know, you, you make them into your mortal enemy and you, uh, question their patriotism and you attack them and their family. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. And Ronald Reagan said your 80% friend is not your enemy. You know, right now, if somebody doesn't agree with you 100%, then you have to, you have to try to bash them. And uh, that's just, we're not getting anything done that way. It's, it's the divisiveness and dysfunction and gridlock in Washington. Uh, we we um, pick an issue uh, that uh, you're passionate about. I mean, we can talk about uh, the border, we can talk about the Durham report, anything. Pick an issue that we can talk about the fentanyl. They're killing more Americans than ever before. Pick an issue. Well, all of those are things that I'm, I'm not only very concerned about, but they're things that I've been working on for a long time, over eight years, both in our state and as the chairman of the National Governors Association. I mean, I'm concerned. I think most people in America today are concerned about the economy inflation. They're worried about the, their economic future. Um, I think people are really concerned about the rising violent crime in our cities. <clears throat> you know, uh, fentanyl is definitely a major driving factor behind all of that, but fentanyl's, you know, killing people. It's not just in inner cities. It's in small towns and wealthy suburbs. It's affecting every single community. Um, so, you know, all, all of those things are things back to the earlier discussion that we've got to find a way to reach agreement on because right now it's Democrats and Republicans arguing about all those issues, but not making any progress. Um, you know, uh, the border is a mess and, uh, you know, Joe Biden, after all these years of doing nothing, he finally, uh, sends 1500 national guardsmen to, the, to a 2000 mile border, which is going to do nothing. I mean, I sent 5,000, people into Baltimore when we had uh, riots in 2015. You know, you got to take action and we've got to secure that border. Uh, but there are a lot of issues out there. I think we ought to, we ought to, you know, figure out a way for Republicans and Democrats to, to talk to one another and find agreement. Right now it's the, this debt ceiling thing is uh, 
perfect example of that where, uh, you know, we've had 90 days have gone by with no talks. Um, at least the Republicans took action and, pa- and passed a debt ceiling bill. Uh, and then finally yesterday, I guess we got Biden to sit down with McCarthy or day before yesterday. And hopefully they're going to make some progress because that can be devastating to our economy. Well, oh, Governor Hogan, all I can say is we need some common sense in American politics. You have the credentials. I mean, to, to, to reduce the budget eight consecutive years in Maryland and be a popular governor, you ha- definitely have the credentials. And I urge you, stay involved and uh, let, let, let's try to save our country. John, thank you very much. Let's do it. Let's do it together. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno.